Welcome to Winning in the Workplace, the podcast where we help executives, managers, and frontline supervisors become great leaders in alignment with each other to develop high-performing teams. I am your host, Maurice Velasquez, and thank you for joining us. All right, we're broadcasting this podcast live on Zoom, Facebook, YouTube, and we're now also on Spotify, LinkedIn, TikTok, and Twitter. All right, you can visit me at my website at mauricetraining.com, where you'll find all my courses, how to schedule me to do training for your team at our training center, at our leadership summits around the country, or to my training on your side in private training. That is absolutely the most effective way to benefit your team. You get the biggest bang for your buck. It's much more convenient for you, of course, because we do it at your side, and I can tailor the content to meet your specific needs. All right. Let's dive in. Today, we're going to talk about three disciplines that middle managers and frontline supervisors have to master. But if you're an executive, please don't tune out, all right? Listen to this podcast, even invite your managers and your supervisors to listen to it with you and discuss these things together because there's some tactics in what I'm going to cover today that are definitely applicable to executives, but it's good for all of you to hear what the lesson says to all three of you in your different roles in these conversations and in these problem-solving situations. All right, I'm going to use clips from three different movies in this lesson today. First, from Saving Private Ryan. The second one is from Apollo 13 and then from The Godfather. Now, mind you, these are clips out of three different lessons that I have in my library to get the full versions of the entire co- lessons, as well as to access all the episodes, log into my video library at winningintheworkplace.com or managementinmovies.com. All right, but what are those three disciplines? First of all, we're going to cover how to complain properly, how to properly give bad news to frontliners, and then how to give bad news to upper management, to the executives. Each one of these disciplines are very crucial. They define the leadership of managers and supervisors, and they build incredible trust, and they create confidence throughout the organization. All right, so let's get started. So how do you complain? Let's roll Saving Private Ryan. This segment is called Complaining as Managers. The team members love to get their leaders to complain with them. They, they want the boss to disagree with them. But the trap of that is that the boss doesn't realize and they don't realize that when the boss agrees with their disagreement, they all lose respect for him. Because at the end of the day, I know the boss doesn't agree with this. And so you see them walking through the woods and they're questioning the validity of the mission. You want to explain the math of this to me? I mean, where's the sense of risking the lives of the eight of us to save one guy? And then he answers them like we hope that every team leader would answer them. We all have orders and we have to follow them. That supersedes everything, including your mother's. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. And then they challenge him. Hey, so, Captain, what about you? I mean, you don't gripe at all? I don't gripe to you, Riven. I complain, but I don't complain to you. And that's when they realize, okay, he is not behaving like one of us. And they want to pull him into that. And he does not, the entire movie, he does everything possible. And he's very successful at not getting dragged into that. And he explains it to them. I'm a captain. He's a chain of command. Gripes go up, not down, always up. You gripe to me. I gripe to my superior officer, so on, so on. You complain to me. I complain up. They complain up. It's a chain of command. They keep challenging. Okay, but now what if you weren't the leader? What would you say then? Well, in that case, I say this is an excellent mission, sir, with an extremely valuable objective, sir. Worthy of my best efforts, sir. Moreover, I feel heartfelt sorrow for the mother of Private James Ryan and willing to lay down my life and the lives of my men, especially you, Ryden, 
to ease her suffering. That is what makes people want to follow a person like that. <laughs> He's good. I love him. When do you disagree? Look for the scenes in which it's him and his captain by themselves in those conversations. That's when they disagree with the mission to each other. This Ryan better be worth it. The truth is I wouldn't trade 10 Ryans for one Vecchio or one Caparzo. When the managers complain in front of their teams, it guts the whole process. And they do that over and over and over again. They're, they're basically creating their own disrespect. So don't give up. Don't sabotage your leadership. Don't complain to the team. Complain to other managers and make sure you're all moving to the complaining upward. All right. So now what about this scenario? The many, many times when middle managers or supervisors just don't agree with the decision that's been made. The decision has been made but they don't agree with it, okay? They're having a hard time giving buy-in, but the decision's been made. Now they have to go communicate it to others. How do you do that correctly? Let's roll Apollo 13. This segment is called Communicating Bad News. When you're a middle manager, where you're a team leader, and you're brought into a meeting, a decision's being made, or it has been made, or you're being asked to contribute to participate in a decision that you know is not gonna be favorable for your people. You have a tough decision to make. Jim Lowell, played by Tom Hanks, gets pulled into a meeting with some of the uh, with some of the higher ups, where they tell him they have some very bad news for him. Uh, is that one of their team members, uh, Ken Mattingly, played by Gary Sinise, is not going to be able to go on the mission, and the reason is because he has the measles, or at least he's got the beginning symptoms of the measles. You you want to break up my crew two days before the launch? When we can predict each other's moves. We Tom Hanks is being notified that, look, you're the team leader. It's really your call. He knew that I've been working for this, and he even, he even appeals to them. I've trained for the Frommore Highlands. Jim, he's not going to go, so you make the call. Either he doesn't go or all three of you don't go. It's your decision. When Gary Sinise was told, he was distraught. He, he just couldn't believe it. That moment is when managers tend to just lose it because they, they just feel for their team members. The Ken Mattingly character says, You sure about this, Jim? I mean, why don't I go upstairs and talk to Deke? I'm sure we can work this out. And it's right there. It's at that moment of truth. It's right there where Jim Lowell stands in true leadership and says, This was my call. The wave, the shock that Ken Mattingly feels, you can just tell he is angry with him. He leaves extremely extremely angry. The reason why managers tend to soften it up some is because they don't want to make their people upset. And they know they're going to get shot by them a lot and they're going to be critiqued by them. Managers, they would create an incredible amount of buy-in from their people if they stand the ground and they're the ones who tell the team, this is what was decided and I agreed with it. And then take the hit for all that comes and you be the manager, you be the one that answers all the tough questions and you stand your ground and you persuade them. We don't have the luxury of being able to tell the team members that look, it wasn't me. They need to go through that moment of shock, but they need to see that their leader stood his or her ground and says, I made that decision and you appeal to yourself. And as managers, we have a hard time. We tend to just look over here and go, 
It was them. You're almost asking for favors. Come on, guys. We can do this. How huh? we can do this? And, and people just don't respond well to that. You actually lose respect. Man, what's the point? Why all this? It's because it, it's all about courage. You had the courage to come and give them bad news. And then later, in the midst of the project, you're all in hot water or you guys are having to make decisions. The only thing that will get them to step up and be courageous and do bold things is from the model that you gave them. When they saw you be courageous towards them. All right, and one of my favorite ones is this. What about when there is bad news or things are not going well? How often and how fast should managers and supervisors go up and tell upper management, the executives? Should we not wait until we find out some more information? Should we not wait until we really know what's going on? Why get them involved, okay? So how do you do this? Let's roll the Godfather, and this segment is called Bad News First. Executives want to hear from you first, above everybody else, the bad news that you find out. That's the unstated agreement that all executives have with you, whether they've told you that or not. They don't want to hear it from others. But the Tom Hagen character does this really well. But as the second scene happens, he does it less. Then the third scene does it less. And you notice that he starts losing a lot of confidence from the leaders. Why? Because he's not good at bad news first. Quickly. So the first scene. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. The Godfather sends Tom Hagen, who's his second, his second in command, to go talk to the director to tell him that, look, we, we got to do business together. So he starts muscling him. I'm German Irish. Of course, the director gets extremely angry with him. Now you get the hell out of here. Thank you for the dinner and a very pleasant evening. Tom Hagen takes it. His professionalism is abundantly clear. And he looks at him very calmly. Notice how calm he is. And he says the famous lines. Mr. Corleone is a man who insists on hearing bad news immediately. Tom Hagen has a certain tight relationship with the Godfather and immediately went and told the Godfather they acted on it. At this point, he's doing a good job. He's keeping the relationship close. That second scene is when the Godfather has been shot. He's coming back from the hospital there at the house and they let the Godfather know it was Michael who killed Salazzo. That Michael has shot the cop and now Michael's on the run and you can see the face of disappointment from the Godfather and immediately the next close-up shot is that of Tom Hagen. Tom Hagen leaves the room and he realizes, oh no, I did not tell the Godfather this earlier. I caught him by surprise. He's creating distance between himself and the Godfather. He realizes he's made a mistake. Then the third scene is the death of Sonny. And you see Tom Hagen sitting by himself at late at night, uh, just knowing that he's got to go and tell the Godfather that his son is dead. And, well, the Godfather beats him to it first. He comes down. I think you should tell your Don what everyone seems to know. That right there is the words you never want to hear. The Godfather character does a good job at not attacking him, not correcting him. He'll deal with that later. But trust has been eroded. Those of you that are executives, the lesson for you here is that he did not make it about Tom Hagen. He didn't shoot Tom Hagen out, and neither did he say, well, why didn't you tell me this earlier? Which is what we all tend to go to uh, when we hear things. Because if you go to that, then you're making it a personal. You're distracting from the issue. The problem needs to be handled. He just gets back on the, on the chair, being the leader that he is, and he gives him direction on what the next steps are. Because hearing it from you is the most important thing that the executive needs to know. It's not that he found out. It's that he found out from you. And if you begin to see that the executive's 
are getting distant and away from you, it's probably because you're not telling them the bad things and they're hearing stuff. But most executives won't sit down and tell you, hey, I'm hearing stuff. They just won't tell you and they'll replace you, which is exactly what happened to Tom Hagen. The fourth scene is the consequence. When there's, there's a leadership swap or there's a restructuring, sure enough, they have to go to Tom Hagen and tell him, Tom Hagen's no longer conciliating. Sonny had told him earlier in an earlier scene, you're just not moving fast enough. If I had a wartime conciliatory assistant, I wouldn't be in a shape. And the way that you keep your reputation as being a strong leader is that nothing that you find out will not be told to the executives. And when everybody realizes that you and the executives are that tight, you create loyalty. But whenever the people can tell that the second in command and the executives and owners, there's the distance, you create this loyalty because they know you're not talking to the executives fast enough. And so, you know what? I just, I'll let them know later. Okay. That temptation you can't do. You got to talk to them immediately and tell them, look, I'm going to tell you some things, but don't react. Work through me. Let me go take care of things and keep them updated. If you're an executive and you have a second in command that is getting away from you, show them this video, sit down with them and say, man, we got to talk because I feel you're doing that to me. And the only way to fix this is to recommit and say, all right, from here on out, we're going to draw a line in the sand. I'm going to tell you everything. And I need you to, when I tell you bad news, don't react. And if you can rebuild that commitment between the executive and the second in command, that's the only way to do it. And just pretty much assume you're probably going to have to have that conversation at least once a month. In Godfather 2, Tom Hagen has the same challenge. Michael Corleone comes back from a trip and he's meeting with him and he he asks for an update. He should have been telling him the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, there was something else. Come on. And he wasn't getting the bad and the ugly, so Michael Corleone had to dig. What? Come on, what? You don't want to make the executive have to dig. Sure enough, it blows up. Now can't you give me a straight answer anymore? Why am I having to drag it out of you, man? Just tell me there's no trust. Why? Because bad news was not being communicated earlier. They're discussing what the next their move ought to be in. Tom Hagen gets real bold about it. He says, I have to tell you about every offer that I turned down. And see, by now, it's like he's no longer defending and apologizing. Hey, Michael, I- I'm here, man. I don't have to tell you everything, but that's the whole point. There's a level of distrust. You're going to come along with me in these things I have to do or what? So rebuild the relationship, get back to each other's confidence, and remember, good news, great, up front, okay? Bad news first. All right, remember, get the full versions and to access all the episodes of the entire series, log into my video library at winningintheworkplace.com or go to managementinmovies.com. The entire season is called Management in Movies. We have six seasons, a total of 19 episodes. We're going to be adding more. Each lesson is at about an average of about nine minutes, some longer, some shorter. And we feature movies like Elf, Moneyball, The Irishman, and we cover topics such as how to effectively recruit, how to build your teams, how to hire team members when you do hire them and how to help reach excellence quickly, how to manage different personalities, how to resolve conflict, how to get in between certain conflicts, how to stay out, how to tell the difference, when to speak up and when not to, and how to not take things personally. We have a whole plethora of great topics. All right, it's been a great show. Remember, our podcast is every Friday at 8.15 Central. You can find us at winningintheworkplacepodcast.com. You can see the entire lineup of all of our topics and all of our guests coming up on that website. And if you want to be a guest on the show, go to winningintheworkplacepodcast.com. There's a place there where you can fill out a form, send me your information, and let's connect. I would love to have you on the show. So remember, great leadership is about showing a united front, a united voice, being on the same page, rowing together as a cohesive team. It's hard. Of course, it takes lots of effort. Okay. You have to work together very tightly to do this correctly, but alignment is the essence of leadership and doing it correctly is how you 
and your team can win in the workplace. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.